0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Future award-winning talk Buffalo podcast, episode 247. Let's go. Thank you to everybody out there, as always, for continuing to listen. Download Sports Show. Really means a lot to me. If you have Naya subscribed, please go in and do that right now. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to have my man, Joe Miller. Joe Miller, of course, host of the Overreaction Sports Podcast, part of the Buffalo Fanatics community. Man, what a great job he does. Had him on the show before, about a little less than two months or so ago, and I really enjoyed that conversation. I've been kind of singing his praises ever since, actually even before I had him on the show. Um, I'm a big fan. And I said when I had him on, I was going to have him back, and he's going to be back today. So we'll talk Buffalo Bills. We'll talk a little NFL. We'll spend some time talking about actual podcasting. I love talking about podcasting itself as an art form. Well, some call it an art form anyway. But Joe and I got some thoughts. We'll kind of, some advice, dig in a couple topics related to that. So stay tuned. Have Joe in just a minute. Uh, I want to send a couple shout outs as well, too, before I get going with today's episode couple people, a couple brands who really continue to help me grow this podcast. They're always on Twitter, retweeting out my podcast. Just doing a lot to help me. So I'm very grateful and thankful to them. Companies like Buffalo Fanatics, what I just mentioned, Joe does a show for. Uh, Buffalo Rumblings, Cover One. Speaking of Cover One, I'll tell you what, an extra shout out. My man, Aaron Quinn, back in the house, back in podcasting circles, maybe back in social media circles as well. Aaron is a good friend, not just to the podcast community, but to my show specifically. I've had Aaron on the show many, many times in the past, actually 16 times and went back and actually counted them. 16 times Aaron's been on this podcast, but have not had him on since uh, before, actually before Christmas. So has yet to do this podcast in 2020. In fact, he hadn't done any podcasts in 2020 until he just popped up back with Greg Thompson on Cover One on Sunday. That kind of came out of nowhere. Great to hear that. Good to see Aaron took a a break, a sabbatical from social media. And I'll tell you what, man, good for him because, look, I like Twitter. It serves a purpose for sure, but it could also just be a huge, huge cesspool. You're not careful. It can consume you, man. It, It takes up all your time. And you spent a lot of energy and a lot of mental energy locked into Twitter, locked into Facebook, locked into Instagram, Snapchat, all those TikTok, all that stuff. And it can really take away from other things. So I don't know all the details, but I do know that Aaron kind of wanted to regroup, reprioritize things in his life. And I'm glad to see that. And I'm very glad that he's back. And again, now that I know he's back, you bet your ass I'm going to hunt him down, get him on the show real soon. One of my favorite dudes to just talk football with. Not just football. I like talking 90s hip hop, rap. We got a lot in common. So good stuff. Glad you're back, Aaron. Again, as for today, Joe Miller's in the house with me. Big fan of his. His show on Monday, Overreaction Sports Podcast. Does really well. And now he also does a Wednesday vidcast, Hump Day Hotline. He does that with Jay Spence the King on Fanatics, live on YouTube. Really different than the Monday show. Much more fan interactive. We'll talk about that. In fact, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. Not going to waste any more time. Let's just get right into it right now. Here it is, my interview with Joe Miller. All right, my man, Joe Miller, content creator. You know what, Joe? I I can't call you just a podcaster anymore, man. You've You've entered the world of live streaming on youtube what's going
0: on buddy how you doing i am doing great and uh yeah that's it's not menacing but it definitely has a different set of challenges than than just straight up podcasting does so yeah
1: it definitely does i don't know a lot about it though because i have not done that so i'm going to talk to you a little bit later on about that Mm -hmm. this is going to be like a scattered conversation i mean you have because we're going to talk some bills we're going to talk a little football of course but we're going to talk some actual podcasting and i'll get to that in a few minutes. Like I said, I got a, got a whole smorgasbord full of stuff here to hit <laughs> you up with. First things first, let's fly through a couple sports takes. Barcel Sports, they are interested in the naming rights for, I, I think, was it Bill Stadium right now?
0: Yeah, Bill Stadium, yeah.
1: And they're very serious. Having said that, I personally don't see a chance in hell, a scenario in hell. <laughs> Where it happens, not because I don't think they're serious or that they would pony up four or five million a year. I just don't think that the Bills or the NFL especially are gonna let it happen. But well, when you heard that, what's your first thought? Can you imagine a Barstool sports stadium?
0: Yeah, well, I think they're talking about Bar Barstool Park, right? Or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I don't understand now. Don't get me wrong, Pat. I mean, I can't stand the Patriots and I can't stand all things, new England, but I don't understand the hate for Dave Portnoy and barstool sports. Like, like there's just like, especially when you think the only thing I can think is that he, he calls Buffalo barstool people like that. His, like his people are Buffalo people and he loves Buffalo, but is he, is he slamming on us when he says it? Cause I think he's sincere. What do you think?
1: Uh Um, you know what? You're the first person. I don't know how to handle myself right now because you're the first person I've talked to that actually I'm on the same page with. Every time I bring up Barstool, <laughs> I got another buddy Joe's on the show from time to time. I mentioned the word Barstool. He starts fighting. Nick Gary hates Barstool. All these guys right. hate Barstool. I'm right. on the same boat as you. Now, I think they do a lot of stupid shit, but sure. I have a lot of respect and some people don't like this opinion, but I, I'll stick to it. I got a lot of respect for that dude, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. From the aspect of, look, a lot of people, there's thousands, not millions of people out there who have their own blog, or their own podcast, their own little content creation, YouTube mm-hmm. channel, whatever it is. And we all want to be successful. We all want to make it into a big thing. He yeah. did that. Literally, brick. he says brick by brick. Yep. He's not lying. I mean, that was a little... Dump rag free paper to start out in Massachusetts, and he's built an empire, man. So
0: yeah, we all. Yeah, I got all the.
1: Resp- yeah, dude. We
0: all want to be. Dave. We all want to be Dave Portnoy.
1: <laughs> we do, even if you don't want to admit it. I mean, maybe you don't want to be a dickhead like he is. I mean, he does have, you know, a lot, an attitude problem. But anyway, so I think that- it's a non-issue. I know Larry County. Has that clause that anything they deem embarrassing, but well, even I want, if it's I, want th- I want to touch on
0: that. So back to the question. So what do I think about Barstool Barstool Park or Barstool Sports Park? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I don't think we would be a laughing stock. There was somebody that I saw put out on Twitter that said something to the effect of it would it would almost be like a you know a big time. Middle finger to the NFL and to, to the to, to the national sports media, because Buffalo is considered a small sports town, which I disagree with when you consider Toronto's 90 minutes away, Rochester's 90 minutes away and Erie, Pennsylvania's 90 minutes away. Um, and then but then you couple that with this, what was a ragtag sports media network that grew into this giant thing that everybody and the national media kind of wanted to dis- to discount it first. So somebody just kind of said that you know it'd be like a big double middle finger if like Barstool Sports you know got the naming rights for you know our stadium. I- I'm not against it. I don't I don't see it happening. To your point about the Erie County, there's a clause in there that came out, and and I don't want to get political, but the reality is you know hey we don't want anybody that's going to be an embarrassment or make an embarrassing comment or be embarrassing to the county. And my response to that on Twitter was literally our county executive embarrasses the county all the time. So why does he get to be here and Barstool doesn't? And you're talking about a guy, frankly, that drug new era through the mud, right? I mean, it's a local company. Their headquarters was here. Their main factory was here. Everything was here and they're struggling. So instead of like reaching out the olive branch and trying to figure out a way to help them, it's, you know, well, they don't make their payments and they're a horrible company. We're going to drag them through the mud to me that and it, and their name was on the side of our stadium so to me that was embarrassing aside from that i don't so the number that everybody's talking about is five million dollars and i don't know what the numbers were what did allegiant get to for the naming rights for vegas do you know oh,
1: i have no idea but it's probably significantly more man i would think it is well there's only I could be
0: wrong there's only 30 of these stadiums in the country right Right. so it's it's got i think new era signed up for five million or six million a year it's got to be worth more than that especially now that the bills are good and they've got five primetime football games this year like the reality is to me i don't think five is going to get it so if if barstool doesn't get it i don't know what portnoy's worth he could be worth bazillions i have no idea but i think that that number is going to be more in the 10 range um just because of the, the the Bills are on like how many times did you hear the word new era field like in the la- like last year and the year before when the Bills were kind of beginning to come up and build something like NFL network ESPN everybody was saying the words new era field so I'm not sure 5 million gets it done I'm not against it but that's just me and if if you and I can be buddies in this like I'm not against it if it happens it happens great it's better than Bills stadium at least that's my opinion
1: yeah well at the end of the day why I think it's not going to matter is Beyond your point, like you said, with Erie County, even if that wasn't the issue, over Roger Goodell's dead body, is he going to allow <laughs> Dave Portnoy, who hates him more than anyone on the face of the Why earth? Why does he and him? Um, Tom Brady, Patriots. Thinks oh, it, he oh, hates the okay. Patriots. I mean, he's been arrested before out in front of NFL headquarters. I'll talk about <laughs> Portnoy and a couple other guys. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know right. if you heard the story. I'll tell you real quick. Yeah. During the NFL draft, Roger Goodell had... um a contest, a, a charity thing where the yep. winning bid could watch a Monday night football game with them in his man cave. And Dave Pornoy bid a quarter million dollars and won it.
0: And won. And then all yep. of a sudden
1: they did a bet. Yeah. But then they did a background <laughs> check. He wasn't going to let him out because he knows that he would embarrass him. He, I mean, he's got that <laughs> clown shirt. Ain't never going to happen. But yeah, man, I'm with you. Good. I yeah. thought, I, I thought I was the only person in the world who didn't have a problem with Barstool Sports or even if it was named Barstool Sports Park. But it's good, a, good to know you're on my side with that.
0: It's a great marriage. It would be a great marriage if it was somebody local. Obviously, New Era was a perfect fit because of New Era's connections to Major League Sports. There's other headquartered companies that are at least around this area. There's got to be some, there's got to be other, whether it's Amazon, I mean, Amazon Stadium, right? I mean, there's got to be, not that they need advertisement, but there's got to be other giant corporations out there that are ready to make a move like that. And I think there's probably a little bit of, well, it's probably stale because there's still uncertainty as to whether or not there's going to be a season. So I can't imagine somebody jumping in, you know, I'll give $10 million for this year, and then there's no football, right? So, Right.
1: Yeah, so, whoever gets this stadium, if it happens now, not probably not going to have any fans in there. Speaking of, right. let me get a quick thought from you. We just found out today, we're taping this Monday night, mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins are going to be allowed to have 13,000 fans for their home opener against the Bills, which is in week two. Sean McDermott, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. But I can tell you this, he wasn't happy and he was yeah, actually sure, sure, yeah. pretty uh, vocal about it, man. What are your thoughts on that?
0: It's it's the NFL's got to step up and do something right. I mean, it was there's there's a great deal of the NFL has always not always the NFL for about the last 30 something years since the cap came into play has been about, you know, parity and and keeping the everything level as far as, you know uh just, just from a competitive standpoint. And if one team is allowed to have fifteen thousand fans or twenty thousand fans and another team is not allowed to have any fans, or or what about half? What if I mean what if one of the one of the other states, what if Florida? I mean Florida hasn't weighed in yet, I don't think. What if well I guess Miami, but what if some of the other Florida teams decide they're gonna go to fifty percent? Or what if you know there's there's just no telling. I just don't I gotta think the NFL is going to make a ruling before the before the season starts. There's no I am Right. They're they're set to lose five billion dollars. Right. Is what they're right. talking about. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what it, what is it going to take for them to get on the phone with Cuomo and the governor of California, because those are the two states that are basically pushing back the hardest. But I mean, I guess Nevada did, too, with Vegas or did, I don't know if the Raiders made that choice, but basically just say, look, I was thinking about this today in the car. Don't ask me why you know, go with a third capacity, right. And charge triple, triple the average price of a ticket. And guess what? The NFL doesn't lose $5 billion this year. I guess they'll still lose money on concessions, but they don't get the concessions. The owners get the concessions. Right. So I think, I think there's a workaround here, but if, if Cuomo doesn't step up and do something and like allow some percentage of fans in the stadium. So if there's still zero net like stadiums where like no fans are allowed in, I got to think the NFL is going to step up. There'll be enough grievance from the ownership and the coaches and everybody else that I think the NFL will have to step up and say like, you know what, if there's, if there's no fans here, there's no fans anywhere. So it's but,
1: it's, it's pretty crazy, Joe, going beyond just the NFL, like you're in Buffalo right now, obviously, mm-hmm. um, at least currently anyway, down here in Florida and just policies are, and I'm not saying one's wrong, one's right. We're obviously, I don't want us to get in any kind of sure. like, political tussle here, sure. but I do have to note. Like, my son is playing high school football. He's a senior. He had his first practice today, and he has a game in a couple of weeks up in Buffalo where things are going much, much, much better than Florida. You know, these kids ain't going to see a football field for months.
0: Well, I can speak it, to it's this. It's just so I can, different. It's weird. I can sp- I can speak to this. My daughter is in the eighth grade, and she loves soccer, and she's a big soccer player. Not big soccer players. Like, she's big. She's is into soccer big time um, and has played since she was, I don't even know, six, seven years old, and she's on the you know, the team for frontier middle school. And they've already came out. They came out about three weeks ago, determined that all the fall sports are going to move to spring. So March, like they've got dates of when they're going to start. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how in the world are they going to play girls soccer in March, where there's probably still going to be snow on the ground. And if there's not the field, if you step on it, you're going to sink into your ankles. Like there's no way soccer is happening for those kids this year. Like I, I just, and I think they're moving football to later in the spring. To when it dries up a little bit. It's just, I just don't know. I don't. I had, I did a thing, I did a spot on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about just this whole COVID thing. And it's like, you know, hockey players have been slamming into each other for three hours, four times a week for the last, what, month, two months? Yeah. And there's yeah. no, no spikes in hockey. So what is these guys slamming into each other for three hours one day a week? What is the problem? Right. And you just said your son's playing. I just, it, I don't want to get political either. And I, you and I <laughs> it's probably tough, come down. It's tough not to. You will probably come down on the same side of it, but it, I just, it's just not worth, it's just not worth upsetting some other people, I guess, right?
1: Right. Absolutely. Now, what do you think <laughs> in terms of uh, like your big, I'm sure you're going to save your biggest takes when it comes to watching games without fans for when the NFL season starts. And sure. so am I. And we don't know how that's going to play out yet because the season hasn't started. But what are your thoughts been on? other sports. So I'm not sure how much of any of other sports you've gotten to watch recently, but you know, no fans, there's virtual fans, virtual scenes, even wrestling, which I, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to raise my hand here. I, I, I sort of watch wrestling a little bit. Like last night I watched SummerSlam last night and they had fans on TV, like virtual and actually visually looked pretty cool. But mm. the NBA, the NHL, major league baseball, they got cardboard guys. They got mm-hmm. virtual fans, they're piping in fan noise, uh, music's being played. What, what have been your thoughts? Have, have you enjoyed it from what little you've probably gotten to watch, or is it really bothering you that there's not a stadium full of fans?
0: So, so I've, I've watched golf, and golf it hasn't bothered me too much because clearly you know, 90% of the time, outside of making the putt with the big giant cheers, you're usually hearing bird chirps like over the microphones anyway. Right. So golf hasn't bothered me too much. Um, baseball, like the subtle fan noise that they put in there – I think it was okay the couple baseball games I watched. Basketball, I watched the Suns game last night and they I think I believe it was the Suns game and they had like they had like the 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 court boarded up. Like it was weird so like you couldn't see the expanse of the arena and then they had like the virtual stuff kind of on these it looked very strange to me. Like my eyes didn't want to believe what I was seeing and I was trying so basketball was is just a little bit different. I was just trying to watch the game and think to myself this is like watching the guys play in the backyard, right? So this is like pickup basketball in college and I'm just sitting in the stands and nobody else is here. It's kind of the feel that it had for me. So then I'm like weighing through my mind, like, what does this do for the competition? What does this do for like momentum? Like, can there still be momentum without fans? Can there be, you know, big swings and stuff like that? Like, cause the fans are a big part of what happens. Football, especially the fans are a big part of what happens. Um, it's, there's, there's the only, the only place I can land, in totality of the whole thing, if you're going to watch an NFL game and it's going to have 13,000 people in it, it's going to look lame, especially if it's in the daytime. Like it's because it's going to be like, well, the Kansas City Chiefs practice that they had fans at what they had. Uh, how many fans was it? 10,000 fans at the practice a couple days ago. And like they were like they were like 30, 30 seats away from each other. It just I, I don't know, man. It just I don't know if it's going to work or not. I don't I don't have a take yet. I mean, we'll see when we get there. Maybe it won't matter. I'm sure they're going to pipe in some crowd noise but it ain't going to change the game. And it might, I don't know what we're, we're going to, I have no idea. What yeah, do you, I'm I mean, gonna, yeah.
1: I, I got to save like my real thoughts for football. Mm-hmm. I've been all right with the other sports. I am a basketball junkie. So I watch basketball all the time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me. And I've gotten used to it. And one thing I've noticed with all the sports actually is the guys are starting to get more competitive. Now I think it was really weird for them mm-hmm. for a while to be in these bubbles, at right. least in the NHL and the NBA where they're not traveling from city to city like baseball is. Right. They're staying in a bubble and I, and it kind of felt weird, but now I think the competitive nature of, of these athletes are taking over. The games are getting more intense. There's more shit talking going on. Right. Some of it you could hear. So yeah, I'm good with it. But yeah, like you said, I I mean, football is just going to be weird. Football's the, the, by far of all the sports is the one where fans kind of mean the most.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: They have the biggest mm-hmm. influence on games and that's going to be really weird.
0: Yeah, uh, We'll see.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I want to switch gears here for a couple minutes. One of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the podcast again today is because of a tweet that you had recently regarding research. You were looking for research on why pe- more people don't listen to podcasts. And mm-hmm. I think that was a really good topic. You put up some choices. Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking of as Soon as I saw that tweet, I started thinking about it because I think it's a, a fascinating topic. And one of the things I like to do on this show is go beyond just talking sports Mm -hmm. and talk about this. There's a lot of podcasters out there and we all listen to each other. I know we do, at least to some extent anyway. There's a lot of um, aspiring podcasters out there. A lot of people who are thinking about starting podcasts Mm -hmm. or a lot of people who have been doing it for a long time. Maybe they're not sports podcasts or involved with Buffalo. But I mean, the number is bigger than ever. But there are still a lot of people, and this is what really caught my attention with your tweet who don't listen to podcasts or people who are listening, don't know what I'm talking about yet. What was that tweet that you had out there?
0: So I put out, uh, it was last week or the week before I just said, I was like, you said, I was doing research. I said, if you're a huge uh, bills fan and you don't actively listen, I spelled actively wrong. How funny is that? Actively listen to podcasts, (laughs) alternate alternative content. I would love to know why Uh, bills content on demand is not the future. It's the now, which basically means that like, it's there. Like if you want it, you can go get it. Uh, so what keeps you from listening to podcasts and just basically let's chat. Now, Twitter only allows you to have four choices, which sucks. Right. So the first one was don't have time. Like, so I just don't have time to listen to podcasts. Uh, second one was I love traditional radio. And the third one was difficulty using it. And then the last one was other. Please explain. And obviously, so one of my four choices had to be taken up with other. Um, and there was a lot of other things I wanted to put in there, but I was nice if that makes any sense. Um, so, and so, and overwhelmingly it was, you know, the people said they just didn't have time. Um, but for me, when I, when I, when I posted it, you know, there's a great deal of like the hustle, right? So like you said, you know, we're as, as content creators, we're always listening to other content creators. We want to hear you know, their deliveries. We want to hear their voices. Sure. We want to hear their production value. We want to hear, are they playing funny noises in between things? Are they playing music in the background? Like, you know, we want to know, and there's an aspect of like what I call turning listeners, right? So, you know, I want to turn listeners. I want to, I want to get people who were not listening to podcasts, listening to podcasts. So there was a, a little bit of, for me, trying to uncover, if you will, you know, what it is about podcasts that certain people aren't listening and why. And one of the reasons I should have put in there was like, you know, the production value is not good or the, you know, the quality isn't good or the content isn't good or the person isn't good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I just didn't like, like I said, I didn't want to be mean. I just figured I'd let other people kind of weigh in like on that other piece. And some people did. Um, There's some good guys out there. I mean, and you know that like there's some there's some there's some guys out there that are now being put on radio on terrestrial radio like Saturday spots. And I think even today uh, on Monday uh, uh, the cover one guys were on WGR and, you know, your stuff is good. You know, Greg Thompson's stuff is good. Like, you know, obviously Bruce Nolan's stuff is good. There's some good guys out there. Um, so it's not a for me, it's not a situation of, you know, well, it's all sucky. Like everybody that's doing it is, you know, just a hobbyist in their basement. Uh, there's some good stuff out there. So I just wanted to find out if we're going to try to start turning people, because I think, Interestingly enough, I think that much so I came from the music industry. I think that much like digital downloading of audio and then just the digital ability to record music broke the back of the record industry. I think the back the back of radio, traditional radio is going to get broken as well at some point. Mm -hmm. If people have the ability to go get the content they want and they're not stuck with the single radio station that maybe they don't like or doesn't make them feel good. Or when they call in, like they belittle them, berate them, or hang up on them. If they can go someplace else, people are going to, right? So it was more for me, I'm just trying to, I have this podcast, I want to grow it. And the only way I'm going to be able to grow it is, you know, organically. And part of that organicness is knowing you, the listener on the other side, what is causing you to listen or to not listen and why? And that's basically what I was trying to find out. Well,
1: I tell you, like I said, it really fascinated me. And you know, so we have our, like on Twitter. Me and you met through Twitter. I mm-hmm. discovered your show through Twitter. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot of podcasts from people that I've met on Twitter, develop relationships. But that's just, and this is something I've learned along the way Twitter is just a very small part of the overall thing when it comes to podcasts. Now, there's dozens, hundreds, maybe even a couple thousand people in this circle that listen to certain podcasts from Twitter. But it goes beyond that. So I wanted, t- After you said that, I really sat there. I mean, I'm talking to the point where like (laughs) writing down notes, man, I was like coming up with some reasons and things why I think podcasts, at least right now, aren't bigger than they are. And let me preface this by saying this, podcasts are bigger than they've ever been by a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, it seems like, especially in like beyond Buffalo, the scope of Buffalo, like in the real world, celebrities, Mm
2: -hmm. every
1: goddamn athlete, former Mm -hmm. or current or every celebrity movie star out there, comedian has their own Mm -hmm. podcast now, and it continues every single week. So it's never any, but in terms of why more people don't listen, I wrote down some stuff and uh, I'm going to tell you what I think and then get some thoughts of you as well. So I got six of them. Okay. Yeah. One of them is one that you hit on. Uh, People don't have time. And some of these might be a myth or perception. And I think some of these are very valid reasons why. All right. So one is a combination of people not having time and podcast being too long, oh, I think yeah. that could be a problem. You know, think about this. Like, when do you have time to listen to a podcast? Let's say you're sleeping on average seven hours a night.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that leaves you, well, I'm not very good at math there. So what's that? Uh <laughs> seven, <laughs> 17 hours of being awake right. during the day. And if you're listening to maybe two podcasts a day or whatever, you know, length matters and people don't want to hear I don't think anyway. Now I know Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast on the face of this earth. Yep, and this shit's like freaking five hours of his yep. shows. But on average, man, I think podcasting. uh, One of the problems with podcasts is that they're just too damn long. Yeah, that, know, some that, of these are an hour forty five minutes, an hour and fifty five minutes, two hours and twenty minutes. When do people have time to listen to that?
0: Yeah, I'm guilty. So not an hour and 45 minutes, but I've got a couple out there that are like an hour 20, hour 25. Um, Oh, me too. Yeah. And it's and that was that was probably outside of don't have time length was was absolutely one like was up there. Um, And as I was Googling and just kind of doing research as well, which is what led to this tweet, um, basically, it said you want to keep it within 25 to 35 minutes, which is very yeah. interesting to me because
2: yeah.
0: my setup is 10 minutes right so I'm by yeah. myself like I mean you do a lot of guests but I'm literally most of the time just by myself my setup is 10 minutes or like 12 minutes long so like trying to engage somebody for 10 or 12 minutes if you if you can if you're articulate which you are like you can do that a lot of people can't like it's really impossible but when I read that and and then people were kind of following it up like there, some of them are just too freaking long. Like it it hit me on the side of the head. So like literally since that tweet, the last several podcasts I've done have been in that like 30 to 40 minute range, including the one that came out this morning. Like Jay Spence was making fun of me. He's like, look at you. He goes, we have 39 minute podcast. And I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to reach the people where they are, man. I live in a different space, so I'm lucky I have a 30 minute drive to work. So for me, I get in the truck and I I load up, you know, somebody that I want to listen to or one that I missed from yesterday. And I've got 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back. And sometimes if I'm in my office by myself, I'll have the ability to put it on and like in background noise like you would the radio. Um, I think I think the just don't have time one, to be honest, is a lazy take. I think that I think I think it's more about the functionality of getting in the car hitting the aux button, grabbing your phone, right? And like trying to like search sure. through and try to figure out which one you want to listen to and when and why. Um, so I think that's a little bit of a lazy take. That's just me. I could be wrong. Um, yes, people are consumed with time. But if you're in the car listening to sports talk radio or, you know, political radio or some sort of talk radio NPR, you've got time to listen to a podcast. You just basically have to click on it and like load it up. Um, I think the length of the the length of it is a big part of it, because if you're if you're doing a there's so much repetition right on radio. So these guys are on the radio five days a week, three hours a day, four hours a day, and they're repeating stuff. So as much as you're in the car and you capture it for 40 minutes and you hear like the main points the next hour and the next hour and the next hour, they're not on to new content. They're like literally repeating like the same stuff from hour one, hour two for the next guys driving to work. And then hour three, they're capturing the same content or capturing those same pe- the next people on their drive to work with that same content. So, I think there's an aspect of like length is a big part of it because I'll do I've done it and I know you have too. Where like I'm going to pull up you know X Y Z podcast, I pull it up and I like go to load it and it says it's an hour and thirty five minutes long. Up next one, like I'm not going to that one. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't have an well, hour and thirty five minutes.
1: <laughs> I I pretty much agree with that. And I'll say this like. The people have, don't have time. I agree with you. I think that could be a lazy take. If you want to listen to some, you can make time. Now I think maybe people yeah. don't have time because you know, they don't know your podcast that well, or like, right. who are you or whatever. But I think if you had good content, like you could be 30 minutes and I don't think that's too short. I also think that you could be an hour, an hour and 15, even hour and 20 minutes. And it depends who your what your guess is Oh yeah, and what your content is. Are you just trying to fill out an hour's worth of content? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think that matters. You had to drive home from work. You got people at the gym or going for the mm-hmm. walks. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people more and more listening to him at the office. Um, you know, like for an example, what, like if I have, what I I did have, when I have Adam Schefter on the show, I ain't thinking in my mind, all right, I got to get this dude out here in 35 minutes. Cause people are going to say that it's too long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. But also I've had, uh, podcast with my buddy Joe that idiot and I sit there and fight with him for an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes and we really and I look him back I'm like well what the hell did we even talk about you know there was nothing of value there right. so i think it's like half perception and half reality now again too um like for an example i subscribe to some podcasts i don't always listen to them like bill simmons is a guy that i i sort of enjoy listening to mm-hmm. but he's one of these people i'm talking about man i if i if I look at his podcast and it's two hours and 25 minutes, I know I'm not going to hear that whole thing. And mm-hmm. if, I, if you go into a podcast and you know you're not going to listen to the whole thing, more times than not, are you even going to turn out at all?
0: I'm not. Right. You know? Right. And I think it's, so the just don't have time, There's I think there's a just don't have time A listener and then there's a just don't have time B listener. The just don't have time A listener is the guy that literally doesn't want to, like I said, the lazy take. Like, I don't want to get in the car. I don't want to have to like cycle through and hit play on my on my phone. Like to get the or find the pod like it's cumbersome. I I don't just reach over and hit the radio button and click gr right like so. That's the lazy take. Just don't have time. B is the other guy that we're talking about. The guy that does consume pod or girl that does consume podcasts. And literally what we just talked about, where it's like you click you you're you're scrolling through and you've got the choice between you know Pat Moran at an hour and ten or Joe Miller at two twenty. Well, you know what? Right. I'm clicking on Pat Moran because 220, he's not repeating anything. Like that's two two twenty of full content. And I just I'm not gonna get through it all. So what's the point? So
1: yeah, your two twenty better be something that is really valuable, like a really good <laughs> guest, or you know what I mean? Some really good content. No, I I, right, I do right. agree with that. Another thing that I have on my list is uh, difficulty for non tech people slash mainly older mm-hmm. people, um, yep. that they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what a podcast is. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised, dude. A lot of friends that I grew up with now, I'm in my late 40s, so maybe a couple years younger, a couple years older than me. You'd be surprised at how many people that I know personally that are like, oh, what's a podcast. My yep. father-in-law has probably never listened to one. He's a huge Bills fan. Mm-hmm. If I play it for him at the table, he'll listen to it. But in terms of, you know, they have an iPhone and they got to go to an app or download an app and subscribe to something and then hit the download button when the episode comes out and stuff like that. I think that's a reality. I think that's a realistic Agreed. reason. And again, I'm not talking necessarily about our little Twitter circle of listeners and fans <laughs> that we have, but I'm talking about the general average person because that's what keeps any, not our podcast. That wants to keep any podcast. from growing is you need to get the general people to listen to your show. So I definitely think that's one. Yeah. So yeah, can, the tech, non-techie people is an issue. Podcast still sounds foreign to some people. Some people don't like hearing the word download streaming yeah. it sounds complicated to them so yeah, like, and, and
0: podcast probably still has a little bit of a unless unless somebody has been introduced to it, uh, to the point of, you know, going out for content. So like leadership podcasts or certain things where you're trying to gain or glean like education, not education in the sense of like, I'm going to college, but like, I'm trying to, you know, enhance my craft. So I'm sure that there's podcasts out there for salespeople. I'm sure that there's podcasts out there for farmers, like, or, you know, gardeners or, or, or I know they're out there for, for people that like are aspiring chefs. So those people are different. Like they they've sought them out for the normal average Joe, to your point, father-in-law, my father-in-law probably hears the word podcast and is like, well, that must be some guy in his basement on a little ham radio that doesn't know what he's doing, right? Yeah, I mean, that's probably yeah. the first blush. Which that's a lot
1: 100% of us, true. Yeah. And
0: a lot of us are that. I'm in my basement right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the corner of a, of a bedroom that I call a studio right now. All right, buddy, that's going to change when I get out of the apartment. But anyway, <laughs> another funny. one, I, maybe these could be tied in together here. I have unfamiliar with the host meaning I, mm. I feel like people generally speaking again i'm going beyond twitter and the people that follow us on twitter yeah. generally speaking you want to know who the voice is like i'll use it let me think for a good example Seal capaccio mm-hmm. you know, he's a buddy of mine he's i think he's very pro podcaster too you know what i mean he's not like anti-podcaster well, he
0: started on a podcast didn't he yeah Did he started yeah okay
1: yeah yeah he, he uh he, had, he started with a blog Actually, in mom's basement in Florida. I mean, literally, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then he grew into props to him. But my point is somebody like Sal, he's a well-known, trusted voice, very mainstream. He's on Mm -hmm. billboards and see him on commercials, you hear shit like that. People are just familiar with people like Sal. I'm just using him as one example here. People tend to trust, you know, the voices that they know better. So I think that's one. And then also, which kind of sort of ties in, uh, people don't know you even have a show outside of, Twitter circles and that or overall lack of awareness, you know because again it's 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 pretty much uh podcasts do you agree with this? I'd say this podcasts rely almost exclusively on word of mouth, oh yeah, you know what I mean you're not out yep. there. there's no commercial for the overreaction sports podcast is word of mouth it's you tweeting it's it's people retweeting you, it's building a nice reputation through word of mouth, man because if you have no buzz, that means nobody knows about you that that's a I think that's a legitimate issue why more people don't listen to people's shows.
0: I agree. And the voice, the, the familiar, familiarity with the voice is a big piece because if I click on a podcast and I and I don't, what's the word? The the voice or the sound that I hear on the other side. So whether it's a quality production issue. So like the recording isn't good um, or the person's, you know, I, I don't, uh, the voice is not agreeable. We'll put it that way where it's just, it's just, I don't like necessarily the the tone or the texture or the, the, uh, the timbre of the person's voice or the content isn't good on a podcast. You're not getting a second chance. It's not right. happening. Like in the car, on the radio, if I'm driving to work and the radio station, the sports radio station, I listen to, uh, you know, ESPN radio fires, the morning guy tomorrow when I turn it on, I'm going to be like, I don't like the new guy. Well, guess what's going to happen the next day when I turn on the car, I'm going to f- turn on ESPN radio. And by day five, all of a sudden, I'm used to the new guy, right? I might, still mm. might not like him much, but I'm now used to him. And that's a big piece. So I found that even with myself and certain podcasters that I listen to. Uh, the first couple times I listened to him, I wasn't sure. Like, I was like, I'm not so sure. I like where this dude's coming from. And I just c- continued to listen for whatever reason. Uh, and then after, and now some of them are like my favorite ones. It's like, oh, like, my, this is like one of my go-tos now. Um, it's just, it's that familiar familiarity of voice is important. And then... Yeah. I mean, it's the word of mouthpiece and and the reality is, you know, I'm going to touch on something. Um, And if I hurt people's feelings, I'm sorry. Like the amount of people that are like, oh, you know, you're my best friend. You started a podcast. Awesome. I'm going to listen. And they never do um like that happens the word of like there's nobody out there if if you don't tell your friends about pat moran if you don't tell your friends about the overreaction podcast guess what your friends are never going to listen like and this thing is never going to (laughs) grow that word of mouth piece is huge like and i hate the self-promotion i i i can't wait i i i'm i'm envious and jealous of of guys like yourself and some of the other big ones in town joe the, the joe marinos of the world like not because you guys are doing something better than me because i'm tr- i'm not trying to be pat moran i'm not trying to be joe marino i'm not trying to be greg thompson i think i'm trying to be joe miller the jealousy that i have is i just hate how much i have to retweet my own crap like and like and spoof and promo my own crap like i ha- i would rather just be like here it is go get it like and i yeah. have a base of followers i just don't have that same base so i'm jealous i guess is where we're <laughs> going to land with that one
1: <laughs> well, let me tell you, th- this is a hot take, kind of unrelated, but based on what you just said, I, I sort of feel the same way. I hate doing that too, man. And mm-hmm. I got to a point, in fact, I was having a conversation with Aaron Quinn, who co-hosts uh, with Greg on on uh, the mm-hmm. Cover One podcast, mm-hmm. who's taking a sabbatical from Twitter. Who knows? He just got back. back. He just, he just came, yeah, back to well, the, he
0: came back to the podcast.
1: Well, well, yeah, he came back to the podcast, but don't count on him being on Twitter. Let's just put right. it that way. But anyway, my <laughs> point is, I agree with a lot of what he says, man. It mm-hmm. could be a cesspool. It could be time. Even if it's good and it's fun, it's still very time consuming. It really sucks you in mm-hmm. and you lose your focus on a lot of other stuff. I wish I was in a position where I could spend a lot less time on Twitter. I wish I was in a position, frankly, mm-hmm. where I had the money. I'd be like, hire this guy. You'll take over my Twitter account, man. Retweet right. all this stuff out for me and do all this. I'd love to spend more time. Now, to your point, I got two more things left here on reasons why yeah. you hit on one of these. Too many, let's just be real here. And again, no one specific, of course, but too many podcasts suck. I mean, they give <laughs> podcasting a bad name. Think about it. I mean, all right, look, there's good podcasts, and I'm going to mention a few of them in a couple of minutes because it ties into my last point. But mm-hmm. to this one here, it's true, man. Shitty podcasts could give you the whole podcasting genre in, in general a really bad name because there's a For lot sure. of bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. I mean, we talk about the good ones. We do each other's shows. We're always promoting each other. And I'm just talking in the Buffalo market here. I'm not even talking about other cities. Right, right, shit. right. But there's a lot of shitty podcasts out there. They're produced like crap. Um, yep. There's no effort put into them. They have horrible equipment. You could tell. And uh, there's no effort put into them. And the shows. And when you hear, you know, again, I'm talking... The general masses when it comes to why more people don't listen to a podcast. Well, because you know what? I might be the average person and I decide to give this podcast a listen and it sucks. And right. it sounds like my 11-year-old recorded this in, in his basement. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck podcast, man. I'm not going to listen to this <laughs> shit. This is a waste of my time. So That's... a percentage of shitty podcasters and shitty shows, I think, give the whole genre a really bad name.
0: Yeah, I have a I have an interesting spot in my heart to try to help people that need help. And, you know, so my show, when it started, you know, the the production, I knew one thing for sure, like my production quality was not going to be bad. And that's just because of my background coming from music and recording and stuff like that. I knew what it would take Uh, even going just into my laptop with a USB crappy $50 microphone. I knew what I needed to do inside of my recording software and just other areas to make it sound good. Um, and yes, there's a great deal of like a lot of these hobbyists out there, you know, from go like they read a blog on something on how to start a, start a podcast. And it's like all you need is a microphone and this and it's like, yeah, you need a little more than that. Um, so my heart kind of goes out to them. So I, I get contacted often, uh, and I'm, I'm probably gonna get myself in trouble for saying this. And I do my best to help as many people as I can just like talk them through microphones and talk them through just different stuff. I actually created a tutorial that's out on YouTube for like people just talking through microphones. Like this is what this $50 microphone sounds like. This is what my $300, you know, Electrovoice RE320 that I'm talking into right now sounds like. And guess what? They don't sound that much different. And the reason is not because of the microphones. The reason is because of the software like and I would just I just kind of work through some of that stuff so the hobbyist piece uh when it comes to bad podcasters yes I think what's funny is I'm not sure the the, one of the big things that I try to tell a lot of the 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 people that are that that approach me at least I'm always gracious and I try to be nice to everybody because I want people to be nice to me um I I I always talk to them about listening back like because I think some of these I think some people are afraid to they think it's prideful or arrogant to like listen to their own show. So one of the podcasts that I consume every single week is my own. And what I'm listening to is, you know, how I'm saying certain words, how my pauses are like, you know, what, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm trying to articulate something, what am I doing? Am I saying, um, too much? I found myself a couple of weeks ago saying right too much. You know what I mean? Right, right right? It's like, I got to stop doing that. Uh, There was a point in my life and or my in my in my show, and it it comes up every once in a while where you can hear me swallow because I swallow hard. So one thing I've learned from being a podcaster is I don't know if you heard that I swallow loud and it's like, oh, great. So like, I have to turn my head to swallow. Otherwise it comes through the microphone every time. So right. you're totally getting behind the curtain now. Um, what's interesting <laughs> though, to wrap all of this up is literally, and you're old like me, I'm 47. So like, it's the crocodile Dundee movie, like where, like he's in the hotel room for the first time in New York city. And like, she's like, that's a television. And he's like, oh yeah, I saw one of these once turns it on. It's Lucille ball. he's like, yep, that's what I saw. And he turns it off. <laughs> and it's like, literally it's one and done. For people that have no familiarity with podcasting, it very much could be one and done. They listen one time. If they click on the wrong one and it's not good, they're not coming back to it. And they're not coming back to any of it. Like I tried that once. It wasn't good. I'm not going back.
1: Right? I hear you, man. hundred percent with Joe Miller over reaction sports podcast. And we are talking about podcasting today. Something different. I had one more and I'm going to save it. it. Well, I'll tell you what it is, but I'm going to elaborate on it a little bit later. It's, uh, the market's just too saturated. It's specifically one topic. Mm. Uh, there's just a lot of competition, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a minute because I want to transition into the other form of podcasting where I, I feel like there's a lot of good things about being a podcaster. It's rewarding. It's fun. Mm-hmm. In some cases, it could be really good with monetization. There's lots of great things about a podcast and I know a lot of people out there already have podcasts that might be listening to this. They mm. might be thinking about doing one. Trust me, when I tell you, Joe, there's not, I'd say every three days at the most, somebody I know tells me that they're going they want to start a podcast. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just, it, it's never any, but anyway, <laughs> I wanted to spend a few minutes talking with you while I got you here. Sure. Which, by the way, your voice pisses me off. I've told you this before. <laughs> you're, you're going on, you're talking, you're talking about all this stuff. And I'm like, he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. And I'm like, well.
2: Better than me, yeah. <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> kind of anno- I, I jokingly say that it annoys me because it's just naturally so good at it. But anyway, there what's, are funny, pitfalls. what's funny
0: on the voice piece is what some people love. So the radio apparently loves my voice. My wife hates and so do my girls because they say I mumble all the time because my voice is so deep that it kind of rumbles off the walls and they're like, <laughs> you're not, what did you say? And I'm like, you heard me. And they're like, no, you mumbled. I was like, I did not mumble. It just, you don't listen to me. It's like, no, you're mumbling. It's yeah. So yeah, it's just one. I, of, so a blessing and a curse.
1: I feel like there's, I wrote these down six pitfalls to being a podcaster. Sure. And uh, I want to run these by uh, kind of offer a couple thoughts and definitely get a couple from you as well. So I got six. One of them is it can be a real grind sometimes Mm -hmm. to do a podcast or at the very least time consuming. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're talking to a one hour show and you're actually putting effort into it, like I said, not just a little slapstick podcast and you're actually putting some work into it, you're talking, you're getting a guest, Mm -hmm. uh, doing some research, some notes, you know, it depends who the guest is. Like if I have you on, I'm familiar with you well enough now. I could just jot down a couple of things. and mean, you could go, but I'm constantly on this podcast. I always have news media people, sports media people. In many cases, I've never had a conversation with them before. So I do a lot of homework. I want to, I don't want to sound like an idiot. Right. I need to know, you know, if I'm talking about somebody's life and career, I need to know where they went to school. I need to know the previous places that they worked at before they got to whatever station they're at in Buffalo. So I need to know a lot of information. So you spend Mm. time researching. Uh, You're recording the interview, you're editing the interview, at least to some extent anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No sound adjustments, maybe you're moving some pieces that you didn't like or whatever. You're kind of piecing stuff together, maybe adding an intro and an outro, an ad read. Uh, You're tagging files, you're uploading the file, you're writing (laughs) show notes for each episode, some more than others. Uh, And then something that you said you don't like doing, I'm not a big fan of it either. You better spend a lot of time promoting that episode on social media outlets, man. Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Instagram, which I don't have. Maybe you're putting up a clip on YouTube, which I do from time to time. So you're talking an hour podcast, just a one-hour show once a week. Mm -hmm. You're talking three, four, five, even six hours of work for that one-hour episode, man. If you do it multiple times, it's it's a lot of work
0: yeah you're 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 if, if it, the those of you that are listening if you're thinking about a podcast he hit the nail on the head and the one grind that he missed this was the worst so i started my podcast last october and it was an experiment for work i think i had told you that story once before um this off season you want to talk about a grind coming up with content weekly content in an off season where there's no otas there's no mini camps like There's like nothing is going on. The the amount of times that I've texted Jay Spence like on Sunday night, because my show drops on Mondays and been like, I got nothing to talk about. Like I have no topics. I haven't, there's nothing to talk about. Like, so this feeling, because what you said it, right. If you're doing this right, if you want to be good at this and you want listeners to listen to your show, then you're at least committed to and married to your own content. You want your content to be good. You don't want to just mail it in. So there's an aspect of like, I feel like I'm just like, is that what I'm going to talk about? Like, I don't have the X's and O stuff that like Bruce Nolan has. Like the stuff that he comes out with. Sometimes I'm like, how did he think of that? Like, where it's that's like weird. That, yeah, that's, yeah like, that's, that's what you're like. That my brain never would have thought about that. Do I want to listen right. to it? Yes, I absolutely <laughs> want to listen to this. But I never would have thought about talking about that. Yeah. So for me, it's like, oh. So luckily, I I got lucky. Yesterday was that day. Yesterday it was literally I was coming into Sunday. And and I texted Steve, Steve Mathis from the Bills guys runs our network as far as he like facilitates all the shows getting up and everything else. And I texted Steve Sunday morning. I was like, bro, I think I'm taking this week off. I was like, the, the season's about to start. It's going to be a grind. I need a week off. I've been going every single week for whatever the hump day hotline's going on. I've been a guest in a bunch of shows. I think we take the week off. And he was like, oh, are you, are you sure? Like he didn't want me to because then there's a void on Monday. And then what happens? Josh Allen isn't at practice, and all of a sudden, like the content created itself, and I got lucky. But you know what I'm talking about, like trying to like the content, but it's all of it. It's like getting downstairs and getting the stuff fired up, and like, and then the editing piece. It's like, well, I'm only going to talk for 35 or 45 or 55 minutes. Yeah, and then I got three hours of like creating the video that goes along with it for you know, and like downloading you ripping you YouTube videos to connect to the audio, and like, it's just yes, it's. The, a grind is, yes, that is the word. <laughs> it is.
1: because, And I'll tell you, if you do a good job with your podcast, the average listener is never going to know half the work that you put in. Exactly. Now, when I got someone like you, I got somebody like Bruce, I got someone like Joe Marino on the podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. That shit's easy. You know, it's just <laughs> tightening up a little bit of sound here and there. Right. But I've had many people on this podcast, many people, and you'd be, I'm not going to call anyone out on no, any no. names, but a lot of these people are very popular man i mean they work on tv literally yeah. every day they're on the news they're on the radio and they'll say um a billion yeah, yeah, times yeah. to the yeah. point where it look sometimes you want to leave some stuff in because you want it to sound natural right but but i mean every other thing is um and um and, you're um, and, it um, and um you're yeah, it, and taking out you're editing it taking it out so yeah you're listening so if you taped an hour and a half interview or an hour interview you got to spend that time just listening back and taking a little bit out so yeah lots of <laughs> grind there or, just a, day,
0: com- or the, just a conversational piece. So there's an aspect of like what I try to do is I try to fool the listener. So what what most of us don't know or don't think about is the fact that like even with a cell phone, there's delay. So there's a one and a half second ish delay between our conversations going back on a cell phone. Well, When you're doing these podcasts, a lot of times that, that same thing is true. And then sometimes people are slow to respond. So you ask a question or you lead into something and it's not conversational like we are right now. So you say, you know, what do you think about that? And then you get this. Well, I think that and when that happens every time I'm now editing, trying to make it sound like the conversation really flowed well, (laughs) because it didn't. And like, I don't want you to be as bored and as like icky feeling as I'm feeling right now, listening back to it, because like there's just this weird delay between like, we're just not vibing. And I know, you know, I know, you know about that too. So sure. yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one I got written down sacrifices that you require mm-hmm. now, you know, people now granted look throughout the course of the year, people are going to miss episodes. I'm talking about the people who put the show together. You're going to miss a week or take a week off. You got things going on. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you got to be consistent with your publishing. Your mm-hmm. listeners are kind of trained, you know, you at least your loyal ones. Anyway, they're trained to expect the overreaction sports podcast on a certain day. Mm-hmm. And when it's not there, you know, it's it's kind of like being a, a starter on a, on a sports team. Do you want to give the backup a chance to take your job? You know, because I listen to a podcast every Monday morning. And guess what? Joe's podcast ain't there. Well, you know, let me check out this one. Right, this <laughs> is on. one.
2: You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So,
1: <laughs> yeah. You, so you have to be consistent with your publishing. And because of that, you know, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. I mean, there's countless times mm. where I wanted to go out, wanted to do something. And I couldn't because I was committed to... Taping a podcast like right now, you know, especially like when Bill's is coming up so for so you're talking seventeen weeks, couple of playoffs. If you and Jay Spencer are doing your show live on Wednesdays, there's going to be at least some Wednesdays now. If it's something really important, once in a while, right. of course, you can miss. But I'm right. talking like every other week, every third week, you're committed to doing that. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you you, you got to sacrifice that. I mean, my wife, we've gotten to a point where now I do a show twice a week, where she goes out, she does her thing, and I spend so much time doing podcasting or other, you know, audio video stuff that it's like, this is like my night out. You know what I mean? Like me right, and you right. rapping right now, this is like literally she's out having wings with some friends and right. I'm sitting here doing a podcast with you. You know what I'm saying? So this is,
0: this is your guy time. Like this yeah. is like this is our bro time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you're sacrificing a lot of your time. Um and, and again, I'm not trying to scare any podcasters off or people who are thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, we're, we're me and Joe aren't trying to scare you away. But I feel like it's responsible to let you know that there's two sides to every story. You talked about this with me before we started taping. It's like people who are considering having a baby.
2: You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm.
1: some people want to have a baby and they only think of the cute, fun stuff, man. They don't think of all the shit that comes with it. So that's why we're doing (laughs) it.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) Right. So yeah, sacrifices, bro. And not even, maybe not just time. Uh, In some ways you got to give up some of your personal beliefs because I'll tell you what, man, if you're, too pro or anti-political mm-hmm. on one side or taking really strong social stances you can you're going to alienate a lot of your fans and if you say the wrong thing bro it's over for you man I, i'm not going to say yep. the guy's name or anything but i got a guy who i consider a friend mm-hmm. who tweeted out a couple of regrettable things and bam no more podcasting you know what i mean he's done yep. he said it's not worth it and just wanted to get out of you he had enough yep, anyway no, my point being is you know so did you make a lot of You make a lot of sacrifices if you want to have a regular podcast. And again, premise this all on wanting to have a quality podcast that people care about. Let's put that out there too.
0: Yeah. I think, I think people see the, the, the glamorous side of it and you know, the, 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 they see the, this guy's really popular and this guy, you know, everybody wants to talk about this guy and everybody retweets this guy. How do I get that? And yeah, it's, I'm not there. Like I'm not to that point yet. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, but to your point, like the sacrifices, on the other side, aren't seen. And my family suffers. And the reality is, is what helped a lot of that sacrifice was the ability for me to, I brought on a sponsor, um, which, you know, isn't a ton of money. So by all means, am I, I'm not like making like mega bucks, but it was enough to, you know, supplement or help us go on vacation as a family. And like, once that happened, my wife was like, go to your podcast. Like, so I have a green light now it can get to be too much still, but for the regular grind, as far as, you know, the the Monday morning show, she's all about it because she knows that, like, I'm going to be helping us get to Mexico. Right. So, yeah, um, I'm jealous of to the sacrifice piece. Um, I'm jealous of the guys like and I don't know how you are, how you fall on this, but like Jay Spence, in for instance, he's really good at like his show drops on Wednesdays and he's really good at like recording his show on Thursday. So he'll record his show or set up a guest on Thursday or Friday for like the next week or he's got like guys in the bag. So he's got interviews that he's recorded like two or three weeks ago that he's just waiting to schedule. One of them is Lorenzo Alexander. So he's gonna have, he's gonna have Lorenzo Alexander on his show, but he already recorded that like a couple weeks ago. For me, it's, I get really disconnected from my show that way. i not like, I have to do it the day before. Otherwise I just feel like, what if something happens? What if something break, not breaks like bad, but like something comes out like Josh Allen doesn't isn't at practice because of COVID. Like, so for me, that part of that sacrifices to your point about missing things is like I'm always recording on Sunday night because that's the night before my show. And I don't I just feel like the only way I can be connected to my content is like to do it like in, like right before. So
1: Especially when the yeah. season's going on. I mean, right. you, you got to talk about the game on Monday. So you're committed to putting it on Sunday.
2: I don't Literally. know. It's kinda,
1: yeah, I, I fall in the middle of that, uh, like with Jay Spence. It, sometimes, like with my guests, I have a lot of like, news meetings. Like I just had Charlie Speck on from Channel 7 News not too long ago. When mm. I have a, Or Madison Carter. That was a great interview. And I, I can't remember when I taped it, but I taped it a good week before I aired it. And the reason being is when I have those type of shows, they're about that person's life and their career right, right. and their takes on the city of Buffalo. We do a fun fact finale, stuff like that. It's not time sensitive content.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: can take that whenever I get a chance, which I love doing that. Like, like you said, what Jay does. Yeah. I love being able to do that. But like during the season, like right now we're having this conversation. If this was a couple of weeks ago, or, or I should say a couple of weeks from now, and the bills just had a game, we'd have yeah. to be talking about that game. So I would have to take this with you. Whereas this topic, this content, podcasting, I mean, this is dropping on Tuesday morning, but I could hear this three weeks from now and it's right you know what i mean it's it's not going to change so
0: yeah i kind of i kind of screwed myself with the whole uh content not the content of my show but the the name of my show overreaction podcast and just you know what the what it was about my show was about over how we as bill's fans overreact so yes mine has to happen so i have to record mine <laughs> after the bills game so like if it's a sunday night game dude you better believe at two o'clock in the morning i'm recording my podcast like <laughs> yeah to get it out by seven o'clock the next morning yeah it's talk about <laughs> sacrifices sometimes sleep is the sacrifice but yeah
2: right
1: yeah, So now I have another point, which you spoke to a little bit earlier, and that's uh, a lack of support from places that you would expect it. And you kind of mm. hit on this again, like some family and friends, they they support the podcast, but usually not as much as you expect them to going in. You expect their excitement level because their family or their friends to be much higher. I got a lot of friends, very good friends who like sports, but A lot of them, frankly, don't listen to my podcast. And I know they don't because they (laughs) would be calling me out on some shit that I, they don't agree with my takes. And I know they don't agree with
2: them. Right. right, I call
1: me out. So they ain't listening. And, you know, that could get a little frustrating. I I feel like it's kind of like that with friends. I think we're all guilty to some extent of kind of like taking each other for granted, supporting each other for granted, myself included. I do that too. Uh, You know, not to say that you can't make a successful podcast without support of your buddies, but it definitely makes it harder. And I've noticed. Like I said, at least in my case, good friends of mine who I would expect to listen to every episode and and they don't. So,
0: mm-hmm. no, f- same thing. Family. I've got people in my life that have been like, "You should start a podcast. You've got a perfect voice for it, and you're opinionated." <laughs> and then it's like, "Hey, I started a podcast," and they're like, "Oh yeah, good for you." And it's like, "Were well, you going to listen to it? Probably not." <laughs> it's like, okay. okay. <laughs>
1: uh, another point I got here: uh, self motivation, and and you spoke to this briefly too. If you're not making money or only a little bit of money, look. Mm. It's easy at first to get motivated to do a podcast because you got a lot of energy, a lot of ambition, goals, a lot of thoughts going through your mind. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get those creative juices uh, flowing, you know, Mm -hmm. putting out your own show. That's fun. And I don't think it ever stops being fun, but the fun wears off a little bit. Sometimes like we talked about, it could become a grind. Uh, It could get harder to find interesting guests, interesting topics, especially like you said, in your case or in the off season, Mm -hmm. uh, there's another this happens from time to time. You might have a great guest or great idea in your mind and you turn into another podcast just days before and, and they stole your guest that you had that you <laughs> thought or that you were going to book or that great idea, that great piece of content yep, it's that happened. you were talking about. I'll give it's you a happened. real quick example. I just had Bruce Nolan on last week and we did a countdown of the top 20 bills. We, he power ranked the top 20 Buffalo bills for this year. hmm I didn't talk to Joe B. Joe Biscaly from The Athletic. He had a piece <laughs> on The Athletic. Same exact thing. T- top 10 guys on offense, top 10 on defense. Less than yep. a week before I put out the podcast. So we kind of switched some things up to make it a little more unique. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Yep. You uh, you, you get frustrated, again, because you have to miss out on some stuff. Sunday nights, maybe you wanted to do something. You can't. And I, I, to me, that's compounded if you're not making any money or you know, very little money, it becomes harder to quickly want to put in that hard work, uh, that you just did. You just got an episode out. You got to put that behind you immediately because you got to start focusing on the next one. Now, again, yep. you are doing a video cast on Wednesday too. So you're doing this twice a week now too. Mm-hmm. It only gets harder over time. If you don't feel like you're being rewarded now, it doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be accolades. It could be, uh, you know, perks. There's things that come with podcasting that, be considered a perk but it's hard to stay self motivated sometimes if you're not feeling like you're being rewarded for your work.
0: Yeah, I think the reward for me is uh and we didn't touch on this when I talked when we were talking about like the benefits or the the benefits of listening to a podcast or listening to podcasts in general. Um, uh, the, the, benefit, first of all, we're not, nobody's doing this for the money, unless you're Joe Rogan and you're making millions doing podcasts. You like none of us are making enough money to do this quote unquote for the money. We do this because we love the bills. And the reason is the interaction. I love the interaction with people. And I think that's the biggest difference that I have found, uh, kind of talking about like the benefits of listening to podcasts is 99% of the time none of us are uptight snooty and non response responsive to people that are tweeting at us. Like all of us, mm-hmm. all, everybody that we've talked about tonight uh, literally uh, are responsive. If you tweet any of us, we're going to respond back. If you DM any of us, we're going to respond back. Whereas a lot of times the, the guys that are out there in, like in the, in the national media spotlight or even in the local media spotlight, they don't respond to anybody. Like they don't interact with anybody. So I think one of the great benefits of, listening to podcasters and finding and latching onto some podcasters that you like is the fact that like you can converse with them and you can say to them, Hey, you had that take on the last show yesterday and I don't really agree. And this is why, and more than likely they're going to be like, that's cool, man. Thanks for listening. I understand why you don't agree. This is what I think. And like, you can have a conversation with a person and like, try doing that with some of these other guys that are too big for the game. If that makes any sense.
1: It makes it, it makes a ton of sense for sure. I agree a hundred percent. All right. So I got two more things here. One of them, Pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, podcasting can, can be expensive. I mean, let mm. me preface this by saying, it mm. certainly doesn't have to be. You could go out and get some pretty decent gear, very affordable price. You get a decent USB mic. You can get mm-hmm. a, a cheap little, uh, you know, an inexpensive. I don't want to say cheap because it makes it sound like it's not good quality, but you can get a an audio interface at a decent price and mm-hmm. you really could get away with not having much more than that. And you can m- make a podcast sound pretty good. But for the most part, man, You're going to get, and you know this because not just from podcasting, but music. I'm sure you know this in music. You get what you pay for. If you go out and you get the cheapest shit, you know, if you get the worst musical instruments and the worst wires and the worst everything, you're going to (laughs) sound shitty. That's right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can tell I'm no music expert. That's right. But it's the same deal in podcasting, man. If you have a really cheap mic or you don't have a decent interface... And you or no preamp in your interface, and
2: mm-hmm. it
1: sounds terrible. If you have terrible software to to do your work in, it's not going to come out good. And that shit could add up, man. Not yep. crazy expensive. Then you got, like in my case, you know, I have hosting fees that I pay every month. Yeah. Uh, a, a podcast web specific podcast hosting site as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of things could add up. Zencast. Well, right now Zencaster is free. Thank you, pandemic, for that. At least there's one good thing to come out of that. But you know, I, I do pay for other stuff too monthly. Yep. I have Adobe subscribe to all that stuff, so yep. it can be costly, man. It, it, the pennies can add up, is what I'm saying.
0: Quickly, no, for 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 absolute sure. So you're it's gonna be one. Of, it's gonna be one of two things. You either are either going to pay for what you need, and you're gonna have to get help putting it together and building it if you don't have the education. Or you're going to have to know how to put it together um, to get quality and production value up if you don't have the money to buy the gear that you need. So for me, if you listen, if you if you Google search or whatever uh, podcast search overreaction sports podcast and you find the stuff that I did before I was on Buffalo Fanatics Network. I was literally going into my laptop. I had a pair of headphones and a, and a cheap $50 USB microphone. However, because I know how to record and I know thing, you know, I know what you're supposed to do. It doesn't sound that different than now that I'm on Buffalo fanatics and I've actually reset up my studio stuff. And I'm now talking into a $300 microphone into a $400 interface into my giant iMac. And like, you know, it's just like the difference is, is I knew what I was doing back then to make it sound good, Whereas now I'm getting more help from the equipment and I have to do less. So right. it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to start it. It's expensive. It's expensive. Um, and unless somebody's willing to give you time to talk to you about how to get it right, you know, it's, you're going to do a lot of Google search and Google is your friend. How do I blah, blah, blah in whatever program I'm using.
1: <laughs> yeah, so is YouTube, man. Trust me. I've spent a lot. Of, I, when oh, I first yeah. started this podcast a couple of years ago, I knew absolutely nothing about audio equipment <laughs> whatsoever. And I mean, literally nothing at all. Yep. Uh, last yep. point here. And this one's kind of standard. The, the final pitfall of podcasting for me is it can be hard to stand out. It can be hard to bring something completely there different you. to the table, which I said earlier when we were talking about reasons why more people don't listen to podcasts. I, I said a saturated market, but I didn't really want to expand because I'll do that here. You know, there's so many podcasts out there, man. And likely there's many out there that cover that same
2: mm-hmm. general
1: content that you do. Now, let's mm-hmm. just take for an example. Let's just take the bills, okay? You got your podcast. I'm a big fan. Lots of stuff going on with Buffalo Fanatics, just in mm-hmm. general, okay? Then you got Bruce Nolan, who's part of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast mm-hmm. Network. They got a podcast out every, like, six days a week. maybe even, mm-hmm. Actually, it might even be seven. Fanatics has something that's out every single day.
2: Yep.
1: You got the Cover One podcast. They do one show a week. They do two shows during the season. Mm-hmm. You got my man, Joe Marino. He's a beast, man. He's grinding he out four or five shows a week. Uh, mm-hmm. locked on bills. You got the rock pile report. Those guys do yep. some good stuff. They got two shows a week. Grinders, and that's just off yep. the top of my head. I, I know I'm forgetting. I'm, and I apologize to some people out there. I'm forgetting other stuff right now. I don't consider my show a bill show because it's more of a variety show. I, I, I could talk about anything. I might not like today for an example. We're not, we're not talking bills, but, that's but anyway, my, yeah, that is my concept. And that's kind of yep. what I'm getting to about being a little bit different. I mm-hmm. talk about people's lives and careers and topics and mm-hmm. make it more conversational. But anyway, my point was there's a lot of competition out there. So if you're going to, for an example, and I'm always sticking with the bills because that's what we do. And that's what most of the listeners here know. If you're going to cover the bills, you better either A, do it differently than anyone else or B, you better be good at it. I mean, right. really good at it because right. I just named off a bunch of people, man. There's a lot of good podcasters out there. So that yeah. competition for your ears is pretty fierce. goes back to what we were talking about earlier with not a lot of time. You know, people might listen to maybe, and if you want people to listen to more than five minutes of your show, because you can go around and listen to 10 shows a day for five minutes each. <laughs> no cares. You want people to reach, you want retention with your show. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you better be good, man. And you better bring it because there's a lot of competition in podcasting.
0: Yeah, for sure. When I when I talk to when I talk to guys that reach out to me about wanting to start a podcast, the very first thing I say to them is have an original and kind of creative like concept. Like you need to have a concept. Co- a concept is not I'm going to do a podcast because people are going to listen to me. That's not a concept because the reality is is people aren't going to listen to you if it's not differentiated or have some sort of a niche or if you're not bringing right. something different to the table. The Except reality best is friends. It's, Right, right. Well, maybe uh, to one of your other not points, like like lack <laughs> of support from where you expect it. Like they're probably not. Unless you bring them on the show, they're not going to listen to it either. Um, so I like literally tell people like you've got to have a solid concept, and that I think that's the hardest thing for me is when I listen to some of the other podcasts that are kind of coming up. And what's funny is like there's some other podcasters that are out there, hobbyists that are out there that like sometimes they'll have good points, and like I've shouted out some of these guys on my show based on like you know. Hey, that was a really great point. And I'll I'll like credit them. Hey, I was listening to blah blah blah, and they said this, and I think that's a really great point. And I'll put that on my show sometimes. Um, but just talking about the Bills is not enough. Like it's just not. You've got to have a concept. I love your concept. I love I believe it or not, I think mine is somewhat as much as as much as everybody is going to react to what's going to be happening with the Bills this season, my show is called the Overreaction Podcast for a reason. Because what we do as Bills fans is we overreact we talked Jay Spence and I were talking about McDermott's contract and I literally brought it up because we were talking about how much is it for and we still don't know but is it 5 million no probably not is it 10 million possibly is it 12 million and then he said I don't care if it's 18 million a year and I was like well the people in Buffalo will if he loses three games in a row and he's like I don't know and I was like no that's what we as Bill's fans will do this is what we get for 18 million dollars a year like that's just (laughs) how we that's what we do so like like it says it in its name. So and I have the I have an ability to kind of connect and articulate some of that emotion. And I don't go I don't go overboard. I don't go over the over the top, which sometimes people do. But concept is a big piece. You've got you've got to bring something different to the table or give people a reason to listen to you. And there's there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of bills, podcasts out there. And I know why I think the reason there's, there's a lot of bills, podcasts out there. And the reason is the reason I started mine. Um There's a lot of good podcasts out there, but there's room. I think there's still room for some some good ones to pop up. And I think some guys are going to I think it's going to I think it's still on the come up, if that makes any sense. I think this whole thing is I I think I said it earlier. I think the the back of radio is going to get broken at some point in time. I'm not saying this year, next year and two in three years, but at some point, the back of radio is going to get broken and people are going to realize that you can get alternative content someplace else. Sponsors are going to start going to those places to sponsor because they're, we're all attracting listeners. We're all converting people uh, to it and turning listeners to podcasts. I think at some point in time, the bottom will fall out of it and the game will be changed. And and and, and what we're used to is going to change because millennials do listen to podcasts for the most part. So we'll, we'll get there. But yes, yes, be different. Bring something different to the table, please. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: All right. So that was pitfalls of podcasting with Pat and Joe. I'll tell you what though, before I let you go, got two more questions for you. number one, Your show that just dropped yesterday, Monday, Mm -hmm. uh, you discuss concerns with the Buffalo Bills. I -hmm. intentionally did not listen (laughs) on purpose at a time because I kind of like, and I told you this, I like to kind of find out things at the same time the listener is who didn't already listen to your show. i just give a little bit of teaser right now. Just tease the fans a little bit. Like what was that show about and name at least one of the things that you're concerned about where people can uh, tune in and listen to it.
0: Yeah, so my show is on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. So if you type in, if you do Google search Buffalo Fanatics, you'll find my show in the Overreaction Podcast, and it drops on Monday mornings. Uh, it actually drops on Monday morning, I think at midnight. So 12.01 is when it actually happens. So Sunday night, 12.01. Uh, but I basically talked about this past week, I just talked about what happened on Sunday, which was we all opened our phones or our computers, and like Josh Allen's not at practice. And it's like, what do you mean Josh Allen's not at practice? And then there was some, kind of some rumors that had begun to scoot through, that Josh Allen had like tested positive for for COVID to which it was like, wait, what? Right. And then it came through that, oh, there was like 78 other players that all tested positive and like all the tests were done in, done in New Jersey. And then it, like the next one was they believe that all these tests are false positives. So like literally I just took that, like it, it just, it just hit home for me. It was like, okay, what, what are we worried about? This is a season for us of expectation, and I don't think it's unfounded expectation. I think that we have great expectations. This roster is is as deep as it's ever been. We've got great players all over it. You really can't pick apart a hole outside of probably punter and kicker, which there's battles for right now, maybe right guard while Feliciano's hurt. Um, but by and large, like we have high expectations. I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're winning the Super Bowl but we have high expectations. So this week, I literally touched on what are you worried about? And I, and I, I just wanted, I literally on the show, I settle people and I'm like, just take a second, clear your mind and think for a moment. Like, what are you worried about? Like, and then I, I walk through some stuff. One of the things that I think we need to be worried about outside of COVID designations or false positives, which could pull a Pat Mahomes off the field at the last minute or, you know, a Josh Allen off the field at the last minute. But how about just the fact that What if Josh Allen does get hurt because the quarterback position on this football team is not the same as the defensive line position position group or the wide receiver position group. If Stefan Diggs gets hurt, this this team is going to roll, especially when you think about like what we're beginning to see or hear about Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins. However, if Josh Allen gets hurt, you're talking about give for. An extended period of time. So if he gets hurt for three games, who cares? The Bills could lose three games in a row and still make the playoffs this year. I, it would be hard, but they could do it. But if Josh Allen's hurt for 10 games and you're giving this offense to Matt Barkley. That's a wrap. That's yeah. a wrap. How, how, about, how about, and I talked about this on last week's show. What if the Bills don't want to, they want to keep two quarterbacks, which is what Sean McDermott pretty much always does. He wants to keep two quarter uh, quarterbacks. So he doesn't want to expose from to the waiver wire by cutting him so that he can stash him on the practice squad. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that we can probably cut Barkley and then stash Barkley on the practice squad because nobody's going to pick him up. So we keep Jake from if the bills do that. And Josh Allen gets hurt week two. Now Jake Fromm is your starting quarterback, at least for the, or he's coming into that game. He's playing that game. The bills, the bills aren't going to necessarily see a snap from Jake Fromm until next year in preseason, unless he gets garbage time, which is scary. Like, that's something we should probably worry about, (laughs) right? And I talked about some other stuff, too, just whether or not Bill Belichick is able to put it together or the Dolphins put it together or, you know, what if the Bills miss the playoffs? You know, I mean, are are there things that we should be, as much as we're high on it and we're all excited and we're all amped, we probably need to see the other side of that coin, too. So I got accused of overreacting a little bit today. So just a little
1: bit. I think it's fair to overreact a little bit and talk about the other side. I, I mean that. I mean, sometimes it's just uh, it's nonstop positivity with not even the thought of what could happen. You know, how about,
0: how about this one? What if the Bills go to the Super Bowl and lose? Are uh, you prepared for that? Um, uh, <laughs> right. Right. I, I got know. you. Like, literally, as a 47-year-old man that saw the <laughs> Bills lose four Super Bowls in a row, yeah. all I want is to go back to the Super Bowl well what if they lose oh wait a minute yeah nah, i don't know man <laughs> dramatic I know. pause i think i would rather <laughs> lose in the championship game than lose in the super bowl right wouldn't you yeah. rather lose in the championship game than go to the show and lose again like Ima-
1: imagine i'm losing in tampa where they lost to right. the first super the bowl back in tampa and on a missed lost goal. the Giants. yeah or even worse they lose it to the bucks this time in tom brady oh my god that would be like doomsday armageddon to me
0: the city would burn. The, either way, if, if the Bills play Tampa Bay, Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa for the Super Bowl, either way, whatever the outcome is, Buffalo's going to burn. Like yeah. if the Bills win at the Super Bowl, Buffalo's going to burn. If they lose to Tom Brady to Tampa in Tampa, yeah, city's gonna <laughs> the burn. city's going to burn.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Last question, then I'm going to let you go. So the first time I you had know, you on, like I said, a little less than two months ago, we spent a lot of time talking about your show. Now, since then, you started doing. A vidcast, man. A live yeah. show on YouTube on Wednesdays yeah. with uh my boy, Jay Spencer King. who I still have not yet had a conversation with I'm going to have to get him on this podcast. He's the man. Yeah, as soon as possible. I'd love to have him on this show. But anyway, tell people about that. Certainly different. Now, your show, again, on Monday, the Overreaction Sports Podcast. This is different. This is a lot based on interaction. In fact, you know what? I hadn't had a chance to check out the show that you two guys do until last Wednesday. I spent about Maybe 30, 40 minutes, uh finally oh, no. got the time and I was listening in. <laughs> no, I was interesting. <laughs> I was creeping. Well, actually, no, because you were busy and I can tell you how I know this. I put a comment in there and you put it up because I you were either using like StreamYard or be Live, one of those right. uh software systems. But anyway, I remember having a comment up because it was about the uh best player. If you could take one player from the drought and put them on uh today's bills. who would it be? And I remember a lot of Mario Williams talk, uh, Nate Clemens, a couple other people, but anyway, I don't want to get off topic here. My point is tell people a little bit about that show. And do you like doing something that's completely, I mean, that's radically different than your podcast. You do a solo podcast where you're reacting and going over scenarios. This in large part, at least are fans contributing and interacting and you asking, or I should say answering a lot of questions from fans
0: yeah the 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 pressure is different so the i mean it's it's and it's i would recommend it to to any content creator to get out there on youtube especially if you're able to allow the fans to kind of drive Mm -hmm. um which is which is kind of the money piece of that and jay spence and i just work well together so there's there's a yin and a yang a good cop a bad cop And, and it's not a matter of like every week i'm the good cop and he's the bad cop but we kind of go back and forth and we just do a very good job together as co-hosts of seeing different sides of it or seeing the opposite sides of it. But like, yes, coming to the table with a recent topic or or whatever, and then allowing the fans to drive is a lot of fun. Now, the show is going to change is actually going to take on the concept that it's supposed to have uh, as soon as the season starts. So when the season starts, the hump day hotline is supposed to be about looking back at what happened Sunday And like letting the fans drive and let's talk about what happened Sunday. And then we're going to preview and look forward to the week coming up. So like that Wednesday day. Right. Um, So recently we've just been kind of hamming it up and going back and forth and letting the fans basically drive whatever the topics are, what the topic of the day or how they feel, or we'll pose a question or if they just have questions to ask us, but it's all, I love it. It's, but for me and, and Jay Spence is the same way. And I know you are too. It's the fan interaction. Like it's, it's, it's the interacting with people because I am a fan. Like, I'm not trying to be something like some expert, know it all guy that's like looking to make it to ESPN someday. Like I'm just a Bills fan that like and I think about this stuff and I'm when they win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna cry like everybody else is gonna cry. Like, so let's chat. Like, let's have a good time and talk about this stuff and and be respectful. But yeah, it was uh last week's last week's show was good. I, I'm still stuck on Mario Williams, so or Jason Peters. It's one of those two. Like how do, you, how do you argue with Jason Peters, who's, uh, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, so as far as what what former Bill from the drought area would you, era would you bring back to? We could do just, an, a, no, could do an entire podcast, too, right? yeah.
1: yeah, we could do an entire podcast just on that topic. Uh, I don't want to really debate that. I would say, I probably would say Mario Williams, but if Josh Norman's going to be hurt and uh, or suck, I'll make that case for Nate Club. Now, I know... I saw this too. Antoine Winfield was mentioned, but in I fairness, said that, yep. he was a rookie. Though he was the, he played in the playoffs, man, so not a drop player. Mm. He played. Oh, as he's a not a drop
0: player. That's right. No, that's he played call. as
1: a rookie. He was on. He was a rookie when they uh, lost to Tennessee in the playoffs. Ninety nine. He's so, so better. With... Yeah, he's better than Nate Clements. I absolutely would say Antoine Winfield over Nate Clements ten out of ten times.
0: Yeah. So Moulds would have been would be off the list too because he played. He was on the Bills yeah. in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. That's yeah. Good point. Good call. But
1: i I I love the live stream, dude. And in fact, you know what? Honestly. I'm saving my pennies right now because I plan on getting in the live stream game at some point. Nice. I watch a lot of, like I watch Rico's show every Friday. I'm a big fan of that, but I want to get a
0: specific lights. Bing, biggity, bing.
1: Yeah. I want to get specific (laughs) lights. I get specific lights. I want to get a specific camera. So I'm waiting to get Mm -hmm. the stuff that I could uh, get because I'm thinking long term, not just for that moment, for that specific time I'm thinking about the future. So I don't want to have to get some cheaper stuff now. And then a year from now, if I go back to Buffalo and, build out a nice studio and stuff i don't want to have to throw that stuff out and upgrade it anyway so i'd rather just get it now but yeah i I love the live stream and you guys not just you the entire fanatics crew man it's a a lot of fun i really enjoy it a lot
0: yeah we we released the schedule so we're now going to be seven days a week on the the podcast network we also have the we have the uh, Daily Buffalo, which is the sister network to Fanatics, which there's original content there, and the schedule just got released for the upcoming season. We're going to be seven days a week, I believe, seven nights a week live on the Buffalo, yeah, the YouTube channel live. So, which is crazy. crazy, and okay. and there's there's more stuff coming uh, for the season that I'm not allowed to, not necessarily allowed to talk about. So, uh, <laughs> we're we're just trying to cover all the bases, and we're trying to bring. Like I said, alter- good alternative content Bill's content uh, to the fans, and I think that uh, Rico, Bobby, and Pierre are doing a great job just as yeah. far as kind of heading this thing up. So, so are you, man? I At Joe Miller
1: Wired on Twitter over Reaction Sports mm. Podcast Mondays, Wednesday Night Live Stream Hump Day Hotline with Jay Spence the King. Thanks for doing the pod again, bro, and uh, thank you very yeah. much for doing something, stepping outside, some football talk, and doing something different. Spent a lot of time talking it. about podcasting. By the way, we said. A reason why people don't listen to podcasts is as they're too long as I sit here and we're approaching an hour and 20 minutes, you and I. It's all good, though.
0: It's a good conversation.
1: All right, boys and girls, that is going to do it for this episode. Very big thank you again, Joe Miller, Buffalo Fanatics, the Voice, Hump Day Hotline, Overreaction Sports. Love that, dude, man. I really do. That was a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Joe. Guys, listen, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please go in and do that right now. Rate, review, all that fun stuff. It literally takes you a minute or two at most to do, and it helps me continue to take this podcast to higher levels. So please go ahead and do that. Um, check out me on YouTube as well. Talk about flow podcast YouTube channel. I got highlight clips from current and past episodes. I'm sure there were a couple good sound clips that I'll use from Joe's interview today. That'll be up there soon. Gonna have some original content I'm coming very soon to that YouTube channel as well. Again, talk about flow podcast on YouTube. Then, of course, last but not least, follow me on Twitter at PamoranTweet. I'm always on Twitter. And uh, I tell you what, man, don't even bother emailing me. Don't call me. Don't text me. Just find me on Twitter. That's where I'm going to be. Podcast updates, upcoming guests, promos, talk with fans, all kinds of stuff going on over there at Pam tweets. Thank you so much for listening. I have to end the podcast every way, the same exact way every single time, because that means a lot to me. I don't take it for granted at all. I promise you that. I know how many shows there are out there. Joe and I just talked about this. A short while ago. There's a lot of them. And when you're locked into this one, it really, truly humbles me. It means a lot. I don't take it for granted. So thank you very much. Have a good rest of the week. I'll be back with a brand new show on Friday. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.